Hello there, and welcome back to the BU Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Brown, and our mission here at BU is to help you to be informed and inspired, to help you live freely, to help you to see your own potential, and for you to use it, and for you to realise and recognise that you're never alone. I hope you're all happy and well out there, and I'd like to wish you a happy new year. We've arrived in 2023 after, quite frankly, bonkers 2022, and we won't talk about the years before that. We know what happened there. Let's hope that 2023 gives us some fresh energy and we start to see things turn around and change on that global scale. But on our small micro scale, where I'm talking to you person to person, I'm wishing you all the best. I hope you're happy. I hope you're healthy and I'm hoping you're well. And I'm hoping that going into this new year, you've got that energy, you've got that inspiration to go and get after all those things that are important to you. Now, on today's episode, I've been thinking and reflecting on what is it in the new year that we like to sort of get into and handle and look, look at? Maybe look at with fresh eyes or, you know, pick up again after a, a bit of time. And one of the big things that I've noticed that people like to look at in the new year is their health. Now, it might be that they've been partying a bit too hard over Christmas and they're feeling like they might have put on a few pounds and they want to just, you know, shed a bit of weight in the new year. That's a common thing that we hear. It might be that people have got, feel like they've got the energy, you know, like new year, new start. They want to kickstart a new regime with maybe exercise, nutrition, a bit of both. Um, that sort of thing is really, really common and popular. And that's great. I think it's really cool that it's popular. However, one of the things that I've noticed in myself, which is why I'm talking about this, is that sometimes when we're taking on a challenge like this, I feel like there can be a healthy approach to health and there can be a less healthy approach to health. And I wanted to share a little bit today about my story, about my journey around health and, you know, keeping fit and all of that. I want to talk about a huge epiphany that I had, which completely shifted how I exercised, how I looked at all of that for the better, I think. And some of the changes that I made after that epiphany now, How's that going to help you? Well, maybe you can relate to wanting to get in there with the health, um, but maybe it's not worked out for you in the past. Maybe it's something where you've recognized that even though you're looking at your health, sometimes it makes you feel worse. Maybe you feel bad about your start point. Maybe you feel guilt. Maybe you feel anxiety about getting started. I think this episode is going to really help with all of those things. And so let's get going then. So as I said, in my humble opinion, it's only my opinion, Health can be tackled in a way that is healthy, life-giving, enhances your life, makes you feel better, or it can be approached in an unhealthy way, where in actual fact you feel like you're losing, you you might be gaining in some sense with your health, but you're losing in other senses, so the overall picture isn't balanced. So health should always feel like it's adding to your life. If it's not doing that, then something in our approach is off, because health pursuits should be life-enhancing, life-giving in many different ways. It might be physically, psychologically, holistically, in that we just our sense of general well-being is stronger, but that's what we're looking for with our approach to health. And so to shift into my story, I've always been somebody who's had a um, an interest in keeping fit and exercise is something that I've done quite, you know, quite regularly for a lot of my adult life. However, in my earlier days, the way that I used to train and exercise is quite different to how I used to do it now. Now, when I say it, you might think, well, that sounds perfectly fine. But I'm going to tell you the reason behind why I was doing it. You'll understand why I think, in my eyes, what I doing, what I was doing wasn't the healthiest approach to my health. 
And so back in the day when I used to train, I used to train hardcore. Like, and what I mean by that is once I got to a point where I had a decent level of fitness, every time I worked out, I would get after it like 100% intensity, blasting myself, hit training, weight training, circuit training, like all in. And when I did it, I would do it until like I was literally wiped. And like, you know, some of those sessions were really cool and really enjoyable. And I really enjoyed the challenge of it like I did. And back then, if you'd asked me why I was doing that, I'd be like, well, I just want to be as fit as I can be. I want to train as hard as I can. I want to push myself as much as I can. And to be fair, I was a lot younger then, you know what I mean? So because I was younger as, as well, I could probably get away with it back then. But I was also, I wasn't hiding this, but I was also had a, a motivation in there that I never shared with anybody either. And basically, when I used to train, one of the things I was thinking is that I need to really completely change how my body looks, like, you know, attempt to change the shape of my body. Now, if anybody who's met me before in person who's listening to this, so big up to friends, big up to family who are listening, thank you for listening, they'll tell you. Sean is a, you know, he's a, he's a heavy set dude. You know what I mean? Like I ain't no slim gym. I'm not mega skinny. Never have been, never will be. I'm a heavy set guy. But when I used to train and exercise in my mind, I was trying to make myself a slim gym, super, not skinny, not skinny, but like ultra mega lean. And that's like a complete contradiction to my frame. Like, like my frame is just naturally heavier, larger. It just is. Now, why was I trying to do that? The reason I was trying to do that on reflection, and I could see it at the time at points, but not always, but one of the main reasons I was doing that is because at some level, I was insecure with the shape of my body. I was trying to get away from what I was naturally given and change it into something else. And because I was trying to do that, I was going to extreme lengths to get there hardcore training and exercise on the regular. And then I would find myself frustrated that I didn't get to that body shape. Well, I was never going to get to that body shape. I did get in very good shape. Don't get me wrong. Like there's been points in time when I've been in excellent shape, strong, reasonably lean, you know, feeling good, looking good. I've been there, but I was never going to get to the image that I had in my mind. And this is the important point about why what I was doing was not a healthy approach to health. I was chasing an image in my mind. What I was chasing was not based on the reality of the physique that I was given. And in doing that, I was chasing a mirage. And then because I was chasing a mirage and then never getting anywhere close I had a constant gnawing dissatisfaction with my fitness journey. And it was and it was painful at times because I would be comparing myself to other people. I'd be comparing myself to images I saw in magazines that I was reading. And I didn't know at the time, but I was developing a pretty unhealthy relationship with my physical body because I was constantly comparing to other people and wishing that I could look like that. Now, you might be able to relate to that scenario. And it's okay if you do relate to that. And it's okay if you've had struggles in the past where you've tried to do similar things. Because I think we all can have periods in our life when we have those hangups and those insecurities. For some people, it might last a long time. For other people, it might not last long at all. But for me, that gnawing 
dissatisfaction with the body was there for a while. Like I'm talking years. I'm not talking weeks and months. I'm talking years and several years. You know, it was not something that I openly talked about. It wasn't something that other people would have known, but my wife knew, like she would know. And there'd be times when I would get a bit upset and she would support me through that. And she, she knew, but not many other people knew because it's not the sort of thing that you go out and talk to people about, is it? <laughs> you know what I mean? Unless you get on a podcast and decide to do what I'm doing here, which I don't know why I'm doing it. <laughs> but I do. It's, it's for those people out there who can relate. That's why I'm putting this out there. And that's why I'm sharing it. And so this went on for me for a while, you know? Um, just this gnawing sort of sense of when I get to that shape, when I get to that particular weight, whatever it is, then I'll be happy. And then... I got to a place of realization that I was never going to get there. And then for a little bit, that made me feel worse because I realized I wasn't going to get to the shape that, I, that I'd that i created in my mind. But the piece that I hadn't done, which is the key piece, is that I hadn't made peace with the body that I had yet. I hadn't made peace. I hadn't accepted completely who who I am in terms of my physical body. I hadn't got to that place. And because I hadn't accepted that, the realization that I wouldn't get to those things was really discouraging for me, massively so, until I had an epiphany. And this epiphany changed everything for me. So I'm going to tell you what my epiphany was. When I had this epiphany, I think, truth be told, I've had this realization a few times. It really sank in around the time that Ava was born is when it really, really sank in. So you're talking about, what, nine years ago? But then I've had different times when it's been intensified, that realisation has, like, sank in at a deeper and deeper level. And so quite recently, I realised this epiphany at an even deeper level. And since then, and that was about four months ago, five months ago, since then, my relationship to my health has been so different. Here's the epiphany. Health is more important, is, is more important. I just totally botched my epiphany. Jeez. <laughs> let's do a take two. Let's pretend that didn't happen. I'm not even going to edit it out. I'm going to keep it real. But let's, <laughs> let's do a take two. I've totally botched my epiphany there. Let's go. Take two. Health is more about how you feel than how you look. Focus on that. I'm going to say it again. Health is more about how you feel than how you look. Focus on that. When I understood that truly, it was an absolute game changer because what it allowed me to then do was focus on how I felt. And when I focused on how I felt during exercise, after exercise, you know, when looking at nutrition, when looking at my relationship to my body and, and the things I said to myself in relation to my body, it started to make a real difference, a huge difference. And so why is that such a big thing to look at? When I put down the emphasizing how I looked and focused on how I felt, I actually found lots of success in my health journey. Because back in the day, when I was only focusing on how I looked, the weight training sessions that I did, the cardio sessions that I did, you know, the sport that I played, 
all of it just felt like a massive means to an end. And so because of that, I didn't pull out of it the satisfaction that was available to me just for completing the session. It felt like until I got to this mystical, magical place that it, it wasn't even worth acknowledging. Whereas now, when I'm training and I feel strong whilst training, that in itself is the success. When I'm playing sport and I'm enjoying the game and I'm playing the game and I'm contributing to the game, you know, hopefully in a positive way, not being a liability to my team, <laughs> that in and of itself is the victory. That in and of itself, that satisfaction, that is the life-giving aspect of my health happening whilst I'm performing the activity because I'm no longer needing it. I'm no longer treating it as a means to an end. I'm enjoying the here and now of whatever that activity is, whether it's lifting kettlebells, which is my favorite thing, whether it's walking with the family, whether it's walking Ziggy, you know, getting active, getting my reps in them, whether it's um, running or what sport, playing football, football's my thing. Um, whatever the sport is, when I'm doing the thing, that's when I'm reaping the rewards now because I now emphasize how I feel rather than worrying about how I look. And that epiphany has been absolutely huge for me. And if you're out there wondering, well, how do I make the shift? You know, like you, if, you, if you're feeling that sense of dissatisfaction with some area of your health, how do I make that shift from dissatisfaction to satisfaction? And one of the biggest things I can say to you is emphasize how you feel. You know, emphasize how you feel. And if you feel good doing activity, recognize that, you know, let that sink in. Allow yourself to realize that that in itself is the victory and that your health is a combination of those moments of feeling that way strung together that equals improved health. And so making that shift from, from worrying about how I look to focusing on how I feel was an absolute game changer. And off the back of that, I made some changes that I wanted to share with you as well. So now when I'm training, as I said, the main thing I do at the moment is um, kettlebells. I also do something and I'll, you know, I'll give a few resources that I use at the end. But I also do some exercises for mobility, flexibility. When you get into my age and I'm nearly 40, guys, I'm nearly there. I'm on the road to 40. I've only got a few weeks left of my 30, so I'm going to maximize them, you know? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But... At that age, for me, the quality of my movement and how I move is more important than it used to be. It's something that I focus on. So now, when I'm doing that training and when I'm doing my kettlebell training, I'm training for performance and health. I'm not training for an aesthetic. And by aesthetic, I mean I'm not training just to, you know, try and drop some pounds or whatever. Those things now, like dropping weight or losing fat or gaining muscle or whatever, then now I'm seeing them as byproducts rather than the primary thing. Now that might not be for everyone. And for specific people, it's not for them. I'm not here talking to how to be a bodybuilder. That's not what I'm here talking about. This is not a conversation about how to be a fitness model. That's a completely different thing. What I'm talking about is general health. And I found that for me, in my general health, focusing on training for performance and health rather than training like oh I want to you know lose whatever for me has been healthier and I'm actually finding you know there's a little bit of trimming going on it ain't like rapid but it's getting there and so the things that I wanted are coming anyway but they're coming as a byproduct 
And so that's one of the changes that I made. I now train for health and performance. And by performance, I mean, I used to be able to lift this five times, now I can lift it eight times. Like simple as that. I used to be able to reach a certain point in the stretch, now I can stretch further. So they're my markers that I use to help me keep motivated, to help me in the game, to keep, keep, you know, keep it interesting. But at the same time, I'm not obsessing over those either. It's just a marker to keep me going to the next thing, then the next thing, then the next thing. And let's see how far we can take it and stretch that potential out. Another huge change that I made, and this was a mental change, was I now see the, you know, the pursuit of health and fitness as a lifelong thing rather than always being tied to an event. So what I used to do was I'd be like, oh, I'm going to this thing in three weeks or I'm going on holiday in two months. I need to train relentlessly for that. And then when I get there, sort of totally forget about health and exercise. When I get back, totally forget about health and exercise. And then there's this stop start going on. It's inconsistent. And also when I'm tying it into an event, there's also this like low, there's like this, you know, I need to be right for that event. And there's all this stress around that, worry about that, around just actually looking forward to whatever I'm going to do. Whereas when it's lifelong, you don't need to worry about events. Events always come, right? And so when you're training for that lifelong vibe, you're training whether you've got something coming up or not. You're, you're looking after your health, whether you've got an event on the horizon or you don't. And so seeing it as a lifelong thing, put it in for me, put it in the correct context of my life that health and fitness is important every day. It's not just important when other people can see you. It's important day in and day out. It's important now for things that back in the day I wasn't even considering. Now health and fitness is important because I want to be there for my children. You know, if my son wants to play a bit of football or if my daughter wants me to pick her up and throw around, I want health and fitness for things like that. Do you know what I mean? Like, And so my health and fitness is something that I want to be able to call upon whenever I need it. And so therefore it becomes something that's a lifelong thing. Another change that I made is I focused on exercises and activities that I'm good at and enjoy. And you'll probably find that usually you're going you're gonna to pick something that you enjoy because you're good at it and vice versa. You pick something that you're good at because you tend to enjoy it. And so for me, that's why I train kettlebells because I really enjoy kettlebells. I, I enjoy all strength training, um, but kettlebells are great because then I can do it at home. I don't need to go to the gym. Um, other exercises that I enjoy is playing sports. So I play football, big up to all my people that I play football with on a Thursday evening. So I play football on a Thursday evening. Absolutely love that. And I really enjoy that. And that's why I do it, right? Um, And now with the mobility and flexibility stuff, truth be told, I wasn't great at that when we started, but there's improvements. So in seeing the improvements, that helps me to stay, stay in the game as well and stay motivated because I can see I used to be horrendous at this and I'm slightly less horrendous you know what I mean? so, because I can see some sort of movement forward. It keeps me tied into that. And so doing ex- exercise that I enjoy and I'm good at is another change that I made. And then another change that I made is I don't follow fads. I try not to follow fads. So in the media, on the internet, there's going to be fads all the time. And what I found was because of the way that they advertise these things, like, oh, this is the next big thing. It's going to do everything for you. We buy an- buy into that. And then two months after that, it's something else. And then it's something else. And we're hopping from thing to thing to thing to thing to thing. Whereas I've stopped doing that. I, excl- I train with kettlebells and I work with my mobility and flexibility. That's it. I'm not looking to do anything else. And that's been a deliberate choice 
because it allows me to focus on the thing I've chosen and get deep into that and learn to master that and get better at that rather than hopping around. Now, here's the thing. I'm just talking about the changes I made. I ain't saying that you should make all the exact changes. All I'm saying is off the back of that massive epiphany, I then started to tailor my health journey to me, who I am, what I'm about. And that leads to like the end, the end point that I wanted to make on this podcast. There will be a way of health for you that fits you, that's right for you, that's perfect for you. And I'm not saying here that you need to copy me. I ain't telling somebody out here, you need to go and buy kettlebells, they're the magic sauce, or you need to go and work on your flexibility and mobility, that's the magic sauce, or you need to eat this magic food or drink this magic potion, whatever. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, since I made that shift from exercise being about how I look to exercise being about how I feel, that allowed me to turn it into a lifelong commitment. And since I turned it into a lifelong commitment, I then asked myself the question, what are the activities that I could do forever? Because I enjoy them and I've started to bring them in. And because of that, my, my consistency, as well as my enjoyment, has been higher. Therefore, my buy-in is better. And because my buy-in is better, I'm doing these things more and they're having more of an impact. You will be able to find activities that do the same for you that might be the complete opposite of what I do. There is no right answer when it comes to the activities. It isn't about that. You are the, are the answer. So when you look to yourself and reflect for yourself on what lights you up in terms of exercise and health and that journey, what's right for you, and you start to incorporate those things, you will feel great because you have tuned into your own intelligence and your own wisdom on this topic. And that's what I would say to you more than anything else. Find your own answer. Yes, go to outside sources to help you get there, but you have the final say in your health and you do things that you know are beneficial for you, help you to feel good, help you to feel strong, help you to feel healthy. And you will find that that will really benefit you in your journey through life. I hope listening to this has been, you know, something that's been valuable to you. I hope for those people who have been sort of feeling a little bit lost with a health journey that this has given you a few nuggets that might help you get back on that path or at least inspire you to try and take steps to get back on that path because it is such an important thing. I'm rooting for you. I'm in your corner and I hope that this podcast is supporting you with getting to where you want to get to next. If you've enjoyed this episode, there are a few things that you can do to support the cause. One thing that you can do is you can share this episode with somebody else who you think will gain benefit from it. What, No matter what you're listening to this on, there will be some sort of share link usually. If you listen to Apple Podcasters one, Spotify does one, my um, people on the Samsung devices who I'm seeing you guys coming through on my stats, big up to all my Samsung free listeners. I see you. I see you on my stats flying up there. Thank you so much for tuning in. But you guys, because I don't own a Samsung, but there might be a way that you can share as well where you can take the episode and you can send it to somebody else and say, yo, check this out. I found it valuable. You might find it valuable too. So that's one thing you can do to support the cause. Another thing you can do is you can subscribe to the podcast. So usually on all podcast players, there's a way where you can subscribe to the, we're not a channel, we're a podcast. You can subscribe to, I was going to say channel, too much YouTube watching for me. You can subscribe to the podcast so that 
Every time I drop a new episode, you get notified. You don't need to come keep checking back and forth whether I put any new content out there. So that's something that I know people find super helpful. So if you subscribe to it, if you enjoyed the podcast, please do subscribe to it because then you get notified on all the episodes that come out. Plus, you'll be able to then download all the old ones and then you've got that back catalogue to go back through at your own leisure as well. So you can do that also. And one other thing you can do to support the cause, if you feel like you want to, is you can leave us a review. Let me know what you think of the show, um, good, bad, or indifferent. It's great to hear what you say, and I do take it on board, and I try and shift a little bit. I'm not going to give all my creative license away, <laughs> but I do try to shift a little bit, depending on what's being said, so that this podcast is very beneficial to everybody who listens to it. So all the best to your health in 2023. All the best to you for the rest of your day, whatever you're up to. And I hope that this podcast has served you well. See you on the next one. Be blessed. Be you. And I'll see you on the next episode. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Before I go, I totally forgot. I said that I would share with you the people who I follow and the people who help me on my fitness journey. So on YouTube, one of the people who I use their workouts with kettlebells a lot is a trainer called Funk Roberts. So if you type in Funk Roberts on YouTube, he will come up and I use his kettlebell follow-alongs a lot. Somebody else who I use is a man named Josh Hatch. His channel on YouTube is called Strengthside. So if you're interested in flexibility, mobility, and strength, check out Strengthside also on YouTube. They've got some incredible content there. Lots of follow-along workouts that will support you in your health journey. Now, I actually am going to go now. Like I said, I was going to do before. Peace out. Be you. Be blessed. See you next time.